Ready to rise through the ranks of the online marketing hierarchy? Take some notes from the original Royals of Revenue, the Internet Traffic Kings. We're about to open up a treasure chest of knowledge from the best of the best. With your hosts, Kevin the Cook Father, DiVincenzi, the original Big Fabu, John Fondy, and the ultimate compliance conciliary, Attorney Bennett Kelly. In three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this version of Internet Traffic Kings. I'm John Fondy, the big fabu, and of course, we're on the campus here at UNLV. Kind of shut down like everything here in Las Vegas is. So we're going to give you guys an opportunity to really kind of spread your wings a little bit. We're going to bring some experts onto the show. We're going to talk about changes in life, changes in your attitude, and possibly changes in the way that you can change your life as well. And that's why we're going to bring these experts on and tell some great stories. Take us back in the past from time to time for some of the great shows we've done, some of the wonderful people that we've had opportunities with, and some of the stories that we have. So right now, I'd like to introduce the original Click Father, Kevin DiVincenzi. Welcome, Kevin. Hey, John. How are you? Very, very well, thank you. Very well. We're kind of lonely here. There's only two people on the campus here right now, and uh, right. so it gives us a good chance to, to really dig in and, and, uh, and talk about backgrounds. And so we've all yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we, stuff and, yeah, we uh, changed change our backgrounds. That's right. You know, attitude changes their attitudes and changes their backgrounds and stuff. So, Kevin, interesting week this week. All kinds of things have gone on. Anything uh, exciting with you? No, we're just chugging along. You know, we, we did the pivot three weeks ago and we're just continuing on our path of redefining our business and seeing what the future holds. It's, you know, it's still a, a weird time. You know, they think that the... Um, the pandemic is going to hit the all-time high this week in New York, which we're seeing so far. And let's just play it by ear and see what happens. You know, <clears throat> it's, now, have it's you going seen, to be an interesting summer for sure. Have you seen any changes in uh, in your customer base and what what the direction they're going in? Absolutely, consumers are <clears throat> not spending any money on big ticket items, obviously, but internet traffic has gone up quite dramatically. So what's happening is. Uh, because the traffic's gone up, you can buy traffic a lot more cost effectively as well. So I think Facebook had a 35, 40% increase in traffic last week. Mm. So me meaning that there's 35, 40% more people online, more, more impressions, you can spend more money. But do you think that's because more and more people are actually, uh, they're self-containing and uh, staying Absolutely. And yeah. I think people are finally taking it seriously and, and doing the social distancing, which is going to help for sure. You know, I'm just wondering if this is going to have an overall effect or, or a change in the way we do business moving forward, even after this pandemic goes away. Oh, absolutely. I think it's going to change. Even the schools are talking about now, are they going to do summer programs? And what we're hearing is, yes, they will. But then they don't know what the fall program is going to look like as far as kids going back to school. So it's going to change the way everybody does business. I think a lot more people are going to work from home. A lot more companies are going to say, hey, I don't really need this commercial office space anymore and uh, just do, do tele, telecommuting because they have to at this point. It's not even an option, right? Everybody's stuck telecommuting. So if they can figure out how to be efficient about it, it's going to be a big change. So I wouldn't want to be holding a lot of commercial real estate right now. I'll tell you that much. Well, that's, that's so true. In fact, people were talking about with all the the changes that are going on and, and people now uh, don't have to pay their rents and stuff like that. That has a trickle up theory where it trickles up to the, uh, the property owner, then trickles up to the bank and then trickles Absolutely. back down to the government. And so well, it just, it, it, yeah, it's not that they don't have to pay their rent. They're still financially obligated to pay their rent. They just can't be evicted right now. So the unfortunate thing is people that 
you know, weren't affected by this, and I realize a lot of people were, are taking advantage of the system. And that, that's what really hurts in this, you know, in this uh, situation. So, you know, my, uh, my pool guy at one of my properties, he's got 17 properties in Vegas. He said 16 out of 17 didn't pay him this month and nobody's paying him for pool service. So he sent me an email and said, hey, uh, you know, can you help me out? Because it's, it, literally nobody's paying right now and I can't have these pools go green. So I'm still going to service everybody. So what I did just to, to do my share is I said, just bill me for the year and I'll pay you right now just to, to help you out. But, uh, you know, that's who's really going to get hurt as a small business. And, you know, and that's the backbone of this country is small businesses, you know, and, and a small it kind of seems like we're not really seeing the, uh, the loans going through like they, they should be going through. Well, they're, they're going through, but they're so, so far out as far as this, the digital line is growing by the day. Right. So the, the more the digital line grows, the longer it's going to take for this underwriting to happen. Um, so it's, it, it's, it's not a good situation, especially for small businesses. I, think restaurants are going to have a big challenge reopening, um, you know, having to retrain staff, pick up new staff. It, there's, there's a lot. We're going to see a big fallout. Plus, you know, people are creatures of habit, right? It takes 30 days to change a habit. So if you're home for 30 days, all of a sudden you're like, hey, you know, I really don't need that Starbucks every morning. I really don't need to go out as much as I, as I, as I have been. I can just, you know, home drink or <laughs> I, can, I can do these things. So uh -huh. well, you, would, you would know all about that, John. Um, so... <laughs> So, uh, so I, I think sitting right here. I'm sure you do. So I, I think that's really where, where we're going with it. I, I think it's going to be a lot of changes over the year. So, well, as we go through those changes, I've actually been hearing things like, hey, this is, this is the way we thin the herd and like we thin the forest and things of that nature. And, you know, there's something sure. to be said about that, kind of the natural way of this comes in to, uh, to just kind of readjust things as well. Sure. I agree. You know, uh, for some reason, I'm not, uh, my, my video is not coming up on the screen. Are you seeing me on the screen? Other than yeah, the, we, 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 yeah, we see you in your palm tree. The, the big screen or the, or the Brady Bunch? Uh, I see the Brady Bunch on top of the big screen. And when, when I talk, I'm on the big screen? I just see Brady uh, Bunch. Yeah. Oh, I okay, see the big screen. I, I see you oh, on the big screen. I put it on speaker view. I can see you now. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, there it's just not coming up on mine. Okay. Well, that sounds awesome. But uh, so, anyway, we've got some great guests that will be on the show. Of course, Bennett Kelly is going to be with us. Um, you know, going to talk about uh, kind of a, a freestyle of things with business risks and cybersecurity and things of that nature. But uh, we're about to introduce a, a fellow that we haven't seen for a while, at least I haven't seen for a while. He's got a great past and a great history. He's a great guy. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome our good buddy, Scott Raja Richter. Welcome, Scott. How you doing? You even put the Raja in there. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Oh, it's going good. good. I, I don't think I've seen you for, gosh, probably about... 10 years or something like that. Yeah, definitely been a while. <laughs> yeah, last time he was, wearing, he was wearing a bikini on the bull, remember? That was, that was the last time. <laughs> That's right, and the great thing about that is he actually won that contest. In yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> well. Not making as much money as he won in the net? The internet traffic kings are by far your best bet. 24 years at the top of the game. Spotify and iTunes, look for them by name. New episodes every Thursday. The Internet Traffic Kings. So yeah, we, we've kind of put together this really great show, the uh, uh, Internet Traffic Kings, and we're just bringing in, uh, getting the band back together, and want to thank the Webmaster Radio and, uh, and Brasco for kind of engineering it for us as well. And uh, so we're just kind of catching up with everybody and really letting not only the... <laughs> 
people that have been in the business for a long time uh, know what's going on and stuff. But we're going to have a lot of new people that are going to be coming in, wanting to reinvent themselves, Scott, and uh, and see what they can do to maybe change what's going on. And that was a big part of the conversation Kevin and I had before you came on. Is that that I think we're going to see, uh, you know, not only some some challenging changes, but also if you apply yourself, you're going to be able to make some really good changes in your life. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I mean, definitely uh, the the landscape over the last 20 years has constantly changed. And now with the, you know, different stuff, you know, I, I think one, one thing is this has taken a lot of people who actually never did buy online and actually introduced them to buying online, which is only going to help, you know, for marketing more stuff online, especially for product fulfillment and product sales. But um, I mean, the, the thing is, what 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 are the products in the future that are going to be high in demand? And will people also? The other downfall to all this: will people have that extra cash to, you know, a lot of the items that we sold, you know, via affiliate marketing, weren't items that anybody ever woke up and said they needed. They were items that, you know, just magically appeared in front of you, you know, in ads, and you know, just like today. And you say, you know what, that looks pretty interesting. Maybe it's, you know, worth throwing thirty, fifty, a hundred dollars trying these magical pills, or you know, some new cleaner, or, you know, some new item. Will people in today's world have that, you know, extra discretionary money to spend on these items now? Yeah, I saw today here in Las Vegas. By the way, I'm still in Las Vegas. We're at UNLV, Scott. Welcome mm -hmm. to drop by any time. But there's a new app that's out here in Las Vegas where you can go on this app and it will tell you who has toilet paper and paper towels in stock. So <laughs> that just kind of shows you how things, how things adapt and how they change. Oh, yeah. No, definitely the yeah, no, it's uh, like like me and Kevin have discussed several times, you know, during this. It's uh, never seen anything like this. I never want to see it again. That's true. Well, we're, we're talking about uh, restaurants before you came on, Scott, as far as how they're even going to adjust. You know, they, they say it takes 30 days to make or break a habit. So if people aren't dining out now for 30 days and they're at home, how's that going to change when this is over with? Are people going to dine out less? And how's that going to affect restaurants and, and small businesses as a whole? Oh, yeah. No, I, I definitely think... I think the good news is millennials don't really care. I think they're at that age group where they feel that if they did get sick, they're going to survive. Um, yep. And, but you know, and they don't really care. The downfall is millennials don't gamble. They don't spend money as crazy as uh, older people do. Um, a big downfall is a lot of business, especially for restaurants, you know, 30, 40% of their early bird business is senior citizens. And I think where the problem for restaurants and casinos and you know, buffets, stuff like that, food wise, is a lot of seniors are going to be afraid to go out now. So they may depend more right. on food delivery or so. Well, I, I think like the, I, I think the millennial group is going to come back strong is going to support restaurants. Like I said, they, they don't have the fear. They're not, if you're 25, you're, while younger people have, you know, passed away from the coronavirus, the odds are very slim. Those people aren't going to live in fear. But if you're 60 and older, I mean, honestly, you shouldn't go to any place that has, you know, 25 or more people gathered <laughs> in a small area. I mean, you're just, until we have a vaccination, I mean, you're just, you know, you, you know, rolling the dice. Well, that's the next point, right? Uh, concerts, any other ga gatherings are probably off for a year, right? Oh, yeah, sporting events, uh, any yeah. of that stuff. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be in a football stadium with 78,000 other people right now. Right. Yeah, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to change the way people uh, yeah. view events and what happens. And then, I mean, you need to keep sports. I, I mean, I think the big thing actually will be colleges because if colleges don't have the college sports going on, they don't have that income right. to give the scholarships. Plus, the other thing is if colleges don't, if, if schools don't return back to an on-campus situation, 
while some things you, you know, you, you can learn Spanish, you know, online with no problem. You can learn, you know, math online with no problem, but you can't become a doctor. You can't become an auto mechanic online. You have to be hands-on, you know I mean? You know, you have to put in your hours, you know, different trades require on in school, you know, training. Right. You can't learn training, you know, be a nurse and give shots, you know, at home. You know. hey, Scott, you've got a, you've got an interesting background. You've been in the business for a while to uh, kind of lead us through, you know, kind of how you got started and some of the ups and the downs and, and where you landed, which, uh, which yeah. I think everybody's going to love to hear. Oh yeah. I, I mean, uh, I've been in the affiliate space now 20 years. Um, before the affiliate space, I was in the vending machine business and then the restaurant and bar business uh, stumbled into the affiliate space Went through first email marketing, then email submits, uh, ringtones, product sales, uh, you know, done the whole gamut online. Uh, then launched a traffic program. So after uh, affiliate.com, we launched uh, the parking place and redirect.com, which was for domain, started out as domain monetization. Then we realized we could monetize anything with it. So then we started just monetizing, you know, anybody who had traffic, you know, can send it to us. And we so, launched some ad serving stuff. Right. So, so domain monetization, just to explain it, is let's say john you had uh, a bunch of domains that you registered years ago and they're getting traffic people are typing in the traffic but you're not doing anything with that site scott's then taking that site and leveraging it where people can buy ads on it and buy control of that site for the, for the time being so that that's where the revenue is derived from it yeah well, and i think that that in many cases kind of could be very encouraging to people that own those domains to rather than sell them off to actually start using them and right to make money them. on them yeah so it was it, it was um pretty smart browsers and stuff like that it, it was but the one thing with the domain business unfortunately now is most most traffic now is direct navigation people have apps on their phones They're, nobody's typing in anything you know back in the day you know if you type facebook and you only type one oh there was a lot of traffic to that name or if you type three o's um but yeah. a lot of that type in traffic has kind of evaporated um and you know google now know they know what you're typing before you know what you're typing yeah, it was pretty crazy, John. I was at a show with Scott for 10 years ago, and there was a guy we nicknamed Beetlejuice because the guy looked like Beetlejuice. And uh, Scott goes, hey, go talk to him. What's the guy own? And the guy owns DOND.com. And DOND.com, every Tuesday and Thursday, I think it was, was making three to $4,000 a day in revenue. And we're yeah. thinking, what the hell is DOND.com? Deal or no deal. So people were shortening it and going to the browser and putting in DOND.com, and this guy was monetizing it. Crazy. Yeah. Now, back in the day, it was, it was crazy how much some of these names used to do a day or a week or a month. Well, we used to go to the auction, Scott. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Was, until, until, they have, until they didn't have open bar anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Uh, those, those were some of the days. Yeah. So uh, tell us now what, what you're doing now. Uh, you've got a new, uh, a new website and you've got a, a great following. Uh, yeah. What prompted that and how's that going for you? So a uh, long time ago, Kevin got me into gambling really bad. <laughs> yeah, because I, I am 20 days older than him, so you know I, I played the big brother role and said, "Let me teach you the ropes." So, so I've been a, I've loved to gamble my whole life since I was 18, 19. I've been into the slots, casinos. One thing I've never actually been into is uh, like the sports bets and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, uh, slot machines, blackjack, uh, stuff like that. I've I've loved my whole life. So. Um, like six years ago, five, six years ago, we started, we were, um, I was dating a girl and we just started putting like some of my slot videos. She, she was bored. So she would record some videos, throw them up on YouTube. And it's just, you know, they started, people started watching them, getting traffic and just kind of took off from there. And then, <clears throat> um, started a, a new YouTube channel, like, 
I don't know, three years ago now. And uh, we just hit yesterday 233,000 uh, subscribers on it. Um, so it's been, yeah, growing really well. Um, but it's fun, you know, we, so we used to go live, you know, once, twice, three times, sometimes a week from the casinos and we're traveling all over the place. Um, we're having, you know, groups of a hundred, 200 people coming to the casinos. Uh, we do these things. I think Connecticut, I was talking about Connecticut. I think in Connecticut, oh, yeah. Foxwood, 400 people come, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Like, that was the first time too. Like we ever even did yeah. something. It's, it's so crazy yeah. because you, you don't really, you know, I was used to like the affiliate stuff. I'd be at the shows and people, you know, knew who I was and, and you know, obviously from, you know, the affiliate space, but it's, it's crazy how like, um, in this whole space, you know, how, you know, just so many loyal fans and, you know, terrific people I've met and follow, you know, become followers, friends, part of it. We have a group called uh, a Patreon group, which is a private group that people, you know, pay anywhere from $5 and up a month to be part of, uh, which gives them extra, you know, extra privileges, um, and more st stuff that we do for them. And, uh, it's great. You know, we have almost a thousand people in that. Um, and we also, the biggest thing we did is we launched a slot app. So, I said, you know, I mean, obviously YouTube revenue, you make a little money on YouTube and different stuff, but being in the affiliate space and as it started taking up more time of mine, I, um, I, I said, what else, you know, could we do with this? So we, we came out with an app. The idea originally for the app was to be more for notifications and just alerts, uh, but we put a game on it and the game actually started getting a lot of play and people really liked it. And over the last year and a half, we've evolved the app, you know, into a, a full-blown uh, uh, slide app like you know some of the top ones out there and uh, it's just done tremendous uh, we get about two three hundred new downloads or installs a day um, out of that about 30 percent of the people convert to a user and uh, it's, it's a great time it has a great community aspect with it made it different than other slot apps where most apps are just focused on selling people coins and, and coin sales where our app is focused on uh, taking the machines and we have different boosters that allow you to do different things while playing the games and people have really, you know, it's been incredible and, you know, the excitement around it. Well, that's awesome. Uh, right now, we're going to take some time to bring in another gentleman. Uh, we say he needs no introduction, so we never introduce him. We just got him come on screen. But anyway, let's have a big warm round of applause for the big dog, Bennett Kelly. How are you doing? Good to see you, man. As we're kind of talking about all this online gaming stuff and everything, that do you ever find any of that stuff crossing your desk? Well, the big problem was is that in the uh, 2000s, we passed uh, UGIA, the Un Uniform um, Interstate Gambling, basically Unlawful Interstate Gambling Act, and uh, that barred online gambling across the board. And now you're slowly starting to see some online gambling keep creeping back at the state level. And um, there's an ongoing battle between um, the Justice Department and some of the states that are allowing online gambling through their lottery commission. And I think um, there's 26 applications pending from states right now for online gambling. Yeah. I mean, so in addition, oddly enough, it's a, I don't know if you remember that, there was a Peter Sellers movie, The, uh, the Mouse That Roared, where they, this poor country decided after seeing what we did for Germany and Japan that they'll declare war on the United States and then, you know, they would, the United States would rebuild them after they being beat or beat their butt, and um, they ended up winning. And so uh, along those lines, Antigua, which lost a quarter of its economy after we banned online gambling, actually took um, the United States to the WTO and won. And um, supposedly is supposed to get 21 million a year in damages, which the U.S. has refused to pay. And got to the point that the WTO said, if it, Antigua, if it wants, can just recoup it by um, basically ignoring U.S. copyrights 
uh, up to for, for a certain period until it gets its annual 21 million, which obviously would then make them the Pirates of the Caribbean. And, um, but every time they threaten to do that, the U.S. says, you really don't want to do that, trust me. And they back off. And so it's still at a standoff. Well, I, I think what's also interesting is I think a lot of the online gambling has been blocked by the, by the major casinos. And now I'm sure they wish that they actually were able to allow people nationwide to gamble. I mean, think about Caesars, right? The Caesars app, I'm sure gets a lot of play, free play, mind you. But could you imagine if they had live gaming right now? They could maintain their <clears throat> membership points. They could maintain their, their everything, right? So um, the, the, the Obama administration eased off and said, basically said, we're really going to enforce federal gambling laws for sports betting. And right. then um, the Trump administration, you know, which owed a lot to Sheldon Adelson, um, right. you know, they basically reversed that position as a gift to him. And um, so if there's a change in administration, maybe there'll be a change in policy as well. Well, this is a question basically not only for you, Bennett, but uh, also for Scott. How do we see that affecting places like, like Las Vegas or Atlantic City? So, um, I, you know, I, I don't see a, a big impact on that. I think it's extra income um, because, I mean, for, for, one, for one right now, like obviously all the sports, bet, sports betting uh, online or in casinos is closed. Um, you know, but with the casinos, um, most of the, most of the, so, and like New Jersey, for example, each casino, they made it so each casino gets five licenses and then they can give those licenses out. So for example, like Resorts World has a, has five licenses. One of their um, people that they're partnered with is DraftKings. So all the DraftKings live sports betting and all the DraftKings live slot play goes through Resorts Casino license. So <clears throat> each, each casino they gave licenses to. Same here in Colorado just passed. Uh, not for the online slots, but for the online sports betting. So uh, three or four casinos are going to have live uh, sports bets in, or uh, sports rooms inside of them for betting. And then the other ones have um, access to do the apps online. So they've kind of made it so that they can all participate in it. So it's not like one casino would have – it's not like one casino would have an edge in the state versus the other casinos. Okay. Um, yeah, there's, a, uh, there's a Showtime uh, reality series called uh, Action which actually documents all the legal, the legalization of sports betting in New Jersey. It's pretty interesting. The, uh, the, the thing, a lot of people are staying at home watching TV now, but more so than that, Bennett, uh, we're finding more and more people now are working from home. Are there, there, are there pros and cons and some risks to that as well? Yes, there are, there are, there are a lot of them. And one is um, the first thing you did got to do is make sure you have a cybersecure environment and that you understand how to, um, what the rules of the road are. For example, don't open, right now there's a huge spike in phishing attacks. So That's make right. sure that you or your employers, employees understand, you know, only open links that they trust. And, um, and so the whole Sony attack, you know, that brought that the North Koreans did after that, that lousy movie um, about <laughs> killing Kim, you know, killing Kim, um, that was done just by a simple phishing attack. Someone clicked an email that they shouldn't have and that and they entered their password and that opened the gates. So um, we just did the state, I, I organized a, a webinar through the state bar um, that talked about the various issues um, on working from home and the cybersecurity issues. And it's gonna be at the Cal, on, the, on YouTube of the California Lawyers Association, um, their, their page. 
and they have a series of webinars we've been doing in, in reaction to COVID-19, and, um, and that includes cybersecurity. There's also employment issues. So if you have hourly employees, um, you need to make sure that you're paying them appropriately. And so how do you monitor whether or not they're working six hours, 12 hours? And so do you need to be able to monitor their time online as a way for you to figure out what they should be paid? And, well, there's a lot, um, of, a lot of tracking software out there, Ben, that you yeah. can, that, you know, that from Upwork and all the other ones that's been out there already that you could probably utilize. You, you also need to figure out the insurance aspect. You know, am, am I covered if there's a, a data breach from my, <clears throat> right. from my, my employees at home? And um, so there's, there's a lot of issues on that, and uh, you just need to give it some thought. Um, but the biggest thing is just be, tell people to be smart in what they're opening, and that'll go a long way. I will say why well, I haven't seen cyber attacks really on the rise or anything like that um, right now. But one thing is I noticed that uh, email, you get a lot less junk mail right now with all the Indians under quarantine and the robocalls have pretty much all stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've been getting a lot of emails and I, I've noticed that looks suspicious, but I, yeah, the robocalls are down. Um, yeah, but one thing is also back up right your now. data so you're not subject, you know, as susceptible to ransomware. And sadly, there's been a spike in ransomware attacks on medical facilities. Yeah, and we we're actually right. seeing a, a, a lot of things. Even even Zoom was compromised a little bit as well. So some special instructions went out. Yeah, they yeah they say Zoom's not very secure. Yeah. So, um, uh, so they're trying to talk us through that a little bit. So we've got a few so minutes. Scott, oh, sorry. I was just going to go back to Scott again. Just as far as the restaurants, because I know you own restaurants as well and bars, entertainment type venues. What What's your feeling on that? I mean, what are you going to be able to reopen and what are you doing currently with your uh, with your workers? Yeah, no, it's uh, definitely definitely <laughs> taking a hit on that. Um I, I, so I have a sports bar and also a, an adult entertainment club and the adult entertainment club, we immediately shut down because we, I didn't think we were going to sell enough chicken wings and for frozen pizza, <laughs> but um, they have, at least the States have tried to help some of the places that are open um, by allowing them now to do uh, liquor delivery and li and to go liquor sales, which we, which I'm sure they'll take it away when this is over, but that, at least it's right. something to try and help them. Um, and then at my sports bar. So originally when they said two week uh, closure, we, we stayed open to do delivery, but when you have a business that does four or $5,000 a day and it goes to $300 a day, it's just, you know, it, it wasn't really worth it. And, and with the stimulus money, um, it, it really makes no sense because we're actually going to pay employees more than they were making to not work. Um, so my employees are actually better off just, we're better off being closed and collecting the stimulus and you want to have as much people on the stimulus because then you get that extra you know money to cover your expenses. Um, like I said, I, I think it's great for business. At least businesses hopefully won't lose any money. But the thing that people are forgetting about, with, especially when people are talking about this big rally in this market, is there's no, ups, there's no upside when people have no profits. That means nobody's going to go spend any money. So it's uh, you know, definitely interesting. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, been hard, you know, and having employees. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a forced closure. So it wasn't like we you know, laid them off or we had business problems. And, you know, like I said, right. as soon as this is over and we can reopen, we definitely will. I think, I think the business will actually come back, but we'll, we'll, we'll never make up for that downtime. It's, 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 not, it, it's, it's not like, you know, um, we're going to open up and you're going to do $100,000 in one day and be like, oh, we made up for that, you know, 30 days we were closed. Right. Um, and then the, I think the biggest question, which nobody seems to have an answer for is, how do you reopen this country? How do you, 
How do you right. come out of this? How do you, you know, I, I've, I've, you know, thrown some, I, I think some of the stuff that, you know, Trump's trying to do or the, you know, the government is say, look, you guys know what happens. If, you, if, you, if everybody social distances, everybody wears masks, wears gloves, does all this crazy stuff every day that nobody wants to do. And, you know, um, you, yeah, we're going to bring the curve down and we'll, we have enough ventilators. We have enough medical supplies. We have enough hospital beds. I think that's what they're trying to gear up for. But you still, how do you, if, if one person started all this four months ago or, you know, five months ago, one person, as long as one person still has this, the whole thing right. can happen again. And even, you know, as fast, it's, it's amazing in a crisis how fast the FDA and all these agencies can work to actually get stuff done. But it still doesn't matter. We're not going to have a, um, a vaccination until January 2021 at the earliest. And then how do you get 500 million people in America all vaccinated? you know, immediately. Well, that, that's, that's, no, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And that's the thing is it's like the flu, right? The flu just keeps coming back, you know, year in, year out. So I think yeah. we're going to ha have another challenge come flu season, you know, when, the, when the weather. Oh gets yeah. Cool. No, it's going to be, like I said, it, it, it's going to be very interesting. How do you reopen? Cause I've even said, I, 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 and especially having one that's just a bar, I, I think bar and restaurants are going to have a tough, or uh, the bar aspects are going to be tough and nightclubs to reopen. But uh, let's say they say restaurants can have twenty five percent capacity, or every other table. Or, yeah, you know, that's what I was. That's what I was going to ask. Even even like going to sit up at the bar, are they going to separate the seats by six feet? Is it? Gonna, yeah, is and then, but, and you're still stuck from... with if a, if a family of five walks in. If the cook has coronavirus, and he even if you limited restaurants to ten percent capacity, if the, if your cook has coronavirus and coughs on everyone's food all day long, and you yeah. eat it, like, like I said, this just never ends. Um, right. so I don't know if Trump's or, you know, the government, I, you know, obviously Trump leaves the government right now. I don't know if they're looking to say, look, we have a million ventilators. We got it covered if you get sick. Um, but you know, I was reading, you know, the statistics, 80% of the people who go on a ventilator don't make it, you know, it's only a 20% survival rate if you wind up on a ventilator. So like I said, um, I think no matter what happens and we reopen the economy or we start reopening businesses. Senior, the, just the amount of money that seniors spend, and you have to remember, even through all this, seniors are on Social Security. They're actually not being affected by this. They're actually saving money because where they used to go out and spend money, now they're actually collecting their, you know, Social Security or, you know, pensions or whatever, and they're actually yeah. going to be ahead money. So they're actually financially in great shape, right? They're, they're not really actually being affected. There's, you know, um, but, you know, the millennials and that, you, know, you know, 30, 40, 50-year-olds right now, you know, they just said the mortgage uh, there's about to be a huge mortgage crisis, you know, uh, happening. You know, they they just said the, you know, it's about to be a huge mortgage collapse. You know, I, I was watching. Um, and, you know, those people are where this whole money is. And, you know, unfortunately, $1,200 in stimulus doesn't go far. Yeah, right. uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that on our, our show next week with Bennett. But right now we've got a segment where we uh, we go around the horn and we, we say, tell us uh, things that, that – uh, things that we should know and things that we need to know. Kevin, why don't you start out? The things that we should know, stay home. <laughs> Just okay. we should know and need to know. Yeah, stay, stay home and, you know, uh, being in internet marketing, we're in a very unique position where we can still do what we love and, and still make money. Just find opportunity where you can provide value. That's the main thing. Not, not capitalize on, you know, all the, the different scare tactics out there and everything, but see where you can actually provide value. As I mentioned before, we changed our business, you know, did a full 360 and a lot of it is, you know, taking on health insurance, Medicare, things like that, markets that people need help in. Um, so yes, we're making money at the same time we're helping people. So that would be just, uh, you know, 
the goal. And I think for Bennett as well, he's able to work from home. So, you know, a lot of professions, you can work from home and, and yeah. still uh, be able to do what you do. You know, it's, the, as I said earlier, that small businesses, the restaurants, the bars, the mom and pop, you know, little boutiques, they're the ones that are really suffering. So, you know, my advice would be when we do reopen, go out and support those guys. Don't support the big box retailers. They're, they're, they're going to be fine. Support the smaller guys that, you know, the, the, the guy with the little corner shop that's just trying to make a living because those are the guys that, you know, you're going to see a lot of closures. So, uh, and Bennett, uh, things we, uh, we should know and the things we need to know. Sure. Um, one thing you might be useful to know is um, the Federal Trade Commission has been tracking coronavirus scams. So go to the ftc.gov and they have a link to the latest updates on coronavirus scams. And so just be alert to that. And in terms of what you need to know is be safe inside and outside, you know, practice proper cybersecurity at home. Um, be careful what you click, click on and go outside, you know, wear a mask if possible. Yeah, as far as the scams, Bennett, I think in Vegas, they, the next door app had an alert up two weeks ago where people were walking around in full, uh, you know, full body uh, uniforms, knocking on doors saying, we're corona testing you and robbing the people. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, <laughs> it's, it's definitely, uh, yeah. uh, yeah. I look really and, good in that suit as well. Yeah, you did. You did. Um, and the other thing was, Bennett, you mentioned off camera, and now I'm just going to call you out on it. Was it Oregon that has the, uh, the, yes. the, the, adult, the adult club? So Portland. So Scott in Portland, uh, an adult uh, club, they, they're now doing food delivery with the yeah, girls. Uber, Uber Eats. Uber yeah. Eats. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I've, seen some, I've, seen, I've seen some interesting concepts. One club has, uh, well, I think in Vegas they had the, like, the truck where people could drive through the parking lot. I saw uh, for <laughs> lap, social distancing lap. Yeah. I think in uh, Kansas or somewhere, or uh, Nebraska, I don't know, they had a, uh, a tent they put up at a club and like you drive your car through that with girls dancing. I, I, you know, I thought about it because like I said, it is interesting, you know, that they are allowing like to go order, you know, drinks to go. And I thought about it for PR, I could open up and, you know, we could have a girl on stage and a bucket there and you could come to the bar and get, you know, beer to go. And I guess you'd have to include food with it so we could, you know, give them a pack of chips and salsa or something. But yeah, outside of the PR come, aspect, at the end of the day, come watch um, the girl in the bubble. <laughs> at the end of at the end of the day, I, I felt there'd be very little profits, and you know, people if they want liquor, go to the liquor store, and uh, you know, I it just it didn't make any sense to do. Well, it makes a lot of sense. I want to thank uh, um, our guests for being here. It was really great to see you again, Scott. Thanks so much. I'm yeah. glad you're doing well, and and we want to kind of keep you in the loop on the future shows that are coming up. And uh, Bennett, uh, the big dog Kelly, we've got some fun stuff we're going to talk about on our next show. Um, stay safe, uh, Bennett, and uh, keep your ear to the ground because we're going to kind of ask you some questions as well. And of course, uh, the Click Father, uh, Kevin, as always, very interesting. And and thanks so much for uh, for producing this show. The uh, the show itself is a non-sponsored show, and it's really being done for the benefit of our our existing viewers or existing friends and stuff, but also the new viewers that we have. And so each week we're going to identify different topics. And uh, Kevin, let's give a website out if we can, so people want to write in questions for our viewers. Sure, it's uh, internettraffickings.com. So you can just send to info at infinitetraffickings.com. The two uh, two T's, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we'll we'll put it up in an overlay, and then in regards to uh, Scott, it's www.thebigjackpot.com. Yeah. Or, uh, or www.1won.com.
And then as far as your app, if they want to look up, look up your app in the app store, Scott, what's the Yeah, it's on the iOS or Android. It's under the big jackpot. Okay, that sounds yeah, awesome. And if we do, yeah. if you send a question in and we do use it, then Bennett's going to give you one of his Rolls Royces as well. Absolutely. Got it. <laughs> so for all of us here at Internet Traffic Kings, we want to thank you so much for listening in. You can go back into the archives and listen to the other shows that you haven't seen with them and also stay in touch with us for future shows. So Bennett's getting ready to go out and uh, rob some people right now. <laughs> Nevertheless, <laughs> Uh, for the internet traffic team, I'm the original Big Fat Boo, John Fondy. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.